Last time on Taverns and Caverns Side Stories, a group of adventurers named Eckerd Sorensen, Sam Londren, Yalar, and Kai all met together at a mercenary service office. During their meeting, they spoke with an old mercenary named Garrison Malborin, who had offered all of them a hefty amount of gold for a particular job. The party was to meet with a woman from the lands of Ashai and transport her safely to the Azurian stronghold located deep within the decaying wastes. Our party soon met with a woman named Eska and made way towards the Shalune Woodlands, their first major stepping stone of this adventure. Will our adventurers find safety or danger within the deep Shalune Woodlands of Estelle Duin? Side Stories, Episode 10. Sorceress of Aloria, Part 2. You enter the woodlands, and this is a massive forest. The trees are extremely tall here. They go 20 feet plus. It is a massive place. And once you enter there, it's not dark like some of the other forests around Tirister. The sunlight does pierce through the trees up above. So you do have a sense of light as you're walking around. And the path continues on. There is a path that leads you to the Darkfin Marshes through the Shulune Woodlands if you follow it. And for the most part, it would be advisable in your experiences that the main travel path is probably the safest outside of running into monsters. Now, you all know that there are thieves, there are bandits, and they most likely hide on the main path as well. So that is something the more experienced travelers would also know is you risk possibly running into bandits on the main roads, but at the same time, you're not risking running into the monsters that creep around in the woodlands if you follow the main path for the most part. Now, I mean, things can happen. I mean, it's the world of D&D, but you know. But you guys eventually get there and you start walking through the Shulune woodlands. And I'm going to go ahead and say it's probably about 5 p.m. And it's, it's, it's growing late. And you know... The group, you know, in a couple of hours, the sun's going to be down. It's probably best to set up camp at some point in time. But you all are following this path, and I want to go ahead and have you all make me some perception checks. Concentrated on Luna, apparently. <laughs> so can my character, while you guys are walking in the on the main path, can my character kind of be like making his way quietly through the because, <laughs> as you said, we are well, uh, well traversed characters yeah you want to be like on the side of the main road kind of fall in the trees yeah probably in the trees if that's possible yeah yeah we can do that like in the in the bushes kind of hiding yes all right so uh yeah go ahead and make me a if you're trying to be hidden make me a stealth roll big dude go bend that leg (laughs) 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 all right so kai you got an eight on your perception eckard you got 14 and Rodimus, you got a four. So Rod, Yalar, you're not really seeing much up in the distance. You're, you're in the back of the group. So you're, you're more worried about what's behind the party. Eckert and uh, Patrick, you guys both see what's up ahead. Kai, you don't, you, don't, you don't really pay too much attention. You looked up, you didn't see much. So you look back down, maybe you're petting Luna at this particular moment or something. Um, but uh, Patrick, while you're on the side, with a 10, I mean, I tripped over a rock. <laughs> you're, you're uh, I mean, you're able to, 
you're able to stealthily move through the trees. However, you're not the best at it. I mean, you got a base 10, so you're able to be stealthy. However, off in the distance, you might not be as stealthy as you may think. <laughs> and Eckert and Patrick, though, you or Sam, you both can see this because you both rolled higher than a 10. Up ahead of the path, the main path, you all see some smoke kind of moving upwards into the air. You can tell it's from a campfire. You see some tents kind of pitched up on the side of the road. And there's a couple of people sitting there at the tents. And I'm going to go ahead and let me go ahead and change the map. Let's go ahead and do this. At the bottom left of where you currently are, I'm going to reveal another map. Oh, one second. Go ahead and move your characters to the right portion of this map. Okay. All right, everyone over there. All right, perfect. Okay, so you all, or the two of you see this, this encampment up ahead on the side of the road. Again, eventually, Yalar, you'll see it, and Kai, you'll eventually see it, but at this particular second, you're, you're just not seeing it. But the two of you, you see this group of people. There's several people. Let me put them on. Some adventurers kind of just sitting at this camp. They look like they're adventurers anyway. So you see this group, this group of adventurers sitting there, but they notice you all coming. You're on the main path. So you're as clear as day for them. And as they notice you, two of them come walking towards the party. I'm going to move them here. And do, before they get there, do either of the two of you that saw this group do anything or say anything before they get to you? I want to at least let the people know that uh, there's something in front of us. Okay. And then I'd prefer, yeah, like, I mean, like I said, like you said, I'm, I'm kind of in the bushes, but um, I mean, it's not that hard to see me, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So with a base 10, let me make a roll. He crashed in a bush, but like his torso and head. Yeah. We, they definitely see a big figure just kind of like sneaking around behind trees. They can't see your full fully. <laughs> they see something just like tiptoeing. <laughs> Does it uh, okay? So, can I make an intimidation roll? Well, once we get to once they get to you, we can. Yeah, we don't even know who they are yet. Yeah, we can do that. Okay. <laughs> well, I just wanted to make the intimidation roll. Maybe if they woke up to us and think about doing anything, they're yes, yes. Yeah, so I'm let's, a big motherfucker. Yeah, so let's, in the bushes. <laughs> we'll uh, we'll do the intimidation roll if that if they if you decide these are people you want to intimidate. Okay. So. Uh, Eckerd, you notice them as well as you're the only other person. Do you see anything to the group? Uh, looks like um, I think the first thing that he's going to do is he's going to do a perception to see if he sees any particular regalia on them that would kind of tie them to any particular nation. Sure, go ahead and make a perception for me. A six, uh, not my best. All right, so <laughs> you're looking, you're looking, and as they're walking, they all seem to be wearing different clothing. And to your knowledge, even though you can't see very well up in the distance, the two people coming up towards you, they're, they're all wearing like random gear. To your knowledge, they're probably just random adventurers. Um, if anything, they don't look like bandits. They all have decent equipment on, but there's no regalia or anything like that that would tie them to a specific army of any kind. Then allow me to channel something. <clears throat> Hail and well met. The two adventurers that are walking towards the party at this point you all know that they're coming even though you didn't see them yalar and uh, kai you know because the other two told you they're not coming i know they have swords out right now on their things they're not they're not coming at you with their swords <laughs> what is luna doing is luna is 
sticking right in front of Eska as type of protection. Is okay. is Luna growling or? No, she's intently watching. Okay, sorry. No, you're fine. So the two adventurers, or you would assume they're adventurers, are camping in the middle of the Shalune woodlands. They come walking towards you. One is a dwarf, and the other is an elf, uh, a high elf. And they both they both are wearing like leather armor, nothing too fancy, but nothing too. It doesn't look like cheap armor. They have decent armor on. They both have their weapons drawn. I mean, not drawn. I'm sorry, sheathed. And the two of them walk up to you. The elf steps forward. Hail! It is good to see friendly faces in the middle of the Shalune woodlands. We are a group of adventurers here hunting down some monsters for the Adventurers Guild. May I have, may I ask the names of your lovely group here? He looks at Eckerd because you're the one that spoke up to them. Um, I'm going to assume he didn't pick up very much no, from that you, initial intro. Yeah, but... you, got, you got a tent inside. You, I mean, you're indifferent. Yeah. He'll just, uh, he'll say, ah, it, it is a pleasure, uh, members of the Adventurers Guild. It's always nice to see you out and about and hopefully looking to do the best for the people of this nation. Um, what you are met with this day is a traveling party, including myself, Eckert, Sorensen, and my good friends. We're on a traveling piece where we're looking to follow along until we start to get just outside of the nation. The, the elf looks at Eckert. Ah, heading to the Darkfin Marses, then. That's quite the travel. You have a couple more weeks here in the Shalune Woodlands. I'd say probably another two weeks, depending on how you're, if you're doing it all on foot, and it seems like you're doing it on foot. That's quite some time. Mm, yes, if you have any horses laying about uh, and you're willing to part with them comfortably, uh, we would love to have the extra ability to travel faster. <laughs> The, the dwarf laughs at Eckert's comment. <laughs> Horses, I wish we had some ourselves. We don't have any, as you can see behind us. We just set up camp for the night. It is getting late. It is dangerous out here in the woodlands, though, at night. I would suggest keeping to the main paths. If you'd like, we can share our camp here. If you want to set up camp near us, we could use some fellow adventurers such as yourselves, you know, it's boring from time to time talking to the same people, if you know what I mean. And the... <laughs> oh, as a Dornian myself, I'll, uh, <laughs> I know how it is to be met with those who you've traveled with for a long time. <laughs> the, the dwarf just, yes, exactly. And the elf interrupts the dwarf. Well, yes, as my friend has said, we have just set up camp. If you would like, I, we warn you though, it is very dangerous here in the Shalune Woodlands at night. It is getting late. It's probably best for you to set up camp sometime soon. Why not join oh. us? Well, I'll leave that to the, the opinion of my friends. While we are a more than adept group here, um, I'd like to get their opinion if they would like to take up resting here. Um, everyone. Um, these fine gentlemen are encouraging us to set up our tents and comfort as we are starting to get close to the end of this day. And they are right. These woods can be quite dangerous after sunset. Uh, Sam, I'm going to have him step out to about right. Oh, I'm on top. No, no, I'm good. Uh, and just say, that sounds good to me. 
He, the elf and the dwarf, as Sam steps out from behind the tree, the dwarf looks up at Sam. Oh, <laughs> hey there, Goliath. I saw you miles away, but I didn't want to speak up at you. <laughs> I wasn't sure what to expect. We didn't know if you were bandits at first or not, but you all seem like a friendly bunch. It's good to meet you. Nice to meet you as well, little man. And does Yalar or Kai, do either of you have an opinion on this? Kai is feeling it's up to his client. If she wishes to camp, then he's fine with it. Okay. And Yalar? Uh, yeah, I'll probably say that as well. Okay. If... So Eska looks over at Kai, and then she looks at the three of you. And she questions it for a moment. Hmm. Well, I'm not really here to make too many friends. You do say this place is dangerous at night, though. If it is dangerous, perhaps it is best that we camp near another group of adventurers that know how to defend themselves. I guess I'm not against it. However, I would prefer if our camp was a little further out, not exactly right next to theirs. I don't necessarily know any of you, no offense. But I have hired these four, and I did not hire any of you. So I have more trust in my entourage than I do with you random adventurers. Don't take that as an insult or anything. Just, I've seen things happen. And the dwarf and elf, they look at each other, then they look back at Eska, and the dwarf speaks up, Ah, you have a smart head on your shoulders. I don't blame you. Well, you don't have to camp right next to us. If you want to be close, fair enough. But we're friendly adventurers here. Just, you know, it's good to see other people out here in the wild. Seeing other adventurers from time to time is a great thing. Making friends out here. Monsters here. Everything's out here. It's going to try and kill you. So it's nice to see others that aren't trying to kill you for once, if you know what I mean. And the elf looks over. That is correct. But anyways, if you would wish to join us, please do. We don't wish to do take much more of your time. We just wanted to introduce ourselves before uh, you came across our camp here. Mm, well, I say we follow our benefactor's recommendation and we'll set up camp, uh, we'll say 75 yards from here. And that'll still put us within eye shot of the rest of you, but uh, give her the necessary space that she requires. I think that's fair. What do you all think? Fine by me. Just kind of nud, nudge, or uh, nod, and mm. kind of nudge. Kind of nudge my head. <laughs> Come on, nudge, nudge, <laughs> nudge, nudge, nudge. All right, cool. So I figure, being that we're kind of doing the track, going this way, right? Um, we can kind of set up over in like this general yeah, vicinity. We, we can go ahead and say you set up to the left over there on the left side of the map. So with that then, so the group does decide to start setting up. Again, it's, it's about 5, 5.30. You know it's going to get dark in the next couple of hours. So this might be a good place to set up camp because you're going to have to take time to set up your camp, cook, all that stuff. So, How often can we do perception checks? So I so there's, there's basically rules to this that you can follow if you follow it by the book. Usually one round, you get one perception check. 
and everyone okay. gets to take a turn. Now, when we're just role playing, I just let people throw stuff willy nilly unless everyone's trying to do something, and then I I try to put an order to it. Now, okay. once once we're in combat, though, there is a turn order you have to follow. Okay. So, since we're just role playing right now, I I do, I'll let you guys do whatever. It's it's easier that way for me. Well, once we get to the point where we're setting up our camp, I kind of wanted to do a perception check to see and then use my thieves chant again to see if there's anything of of value. Maybe people have wandered down the same path and left the uh, like secret notes or anything like that or secret messages. Okay. Um, so let's go ahead and move all your characters to the left side and then go ahead and roll that perception check as you're all setting up camp. Uh, let me go back up. So we'll just say, I know it's fairly close on the map, but we'll say you're about 70 feet away from the other party. So you, you roll 11 on your perception check. You're looking around. Again, it's right off the main road. So your guess is, you know, maybe someone dropped something here and there. With an 11, you're just not seeing anything of value. You might possibly find, for example, maybe a torn piece of cloth or something, but nothing that sticks out that you would be like, ooh, this is going to be useful. Okay. And like, no, no, like secrets or, or not really no. secrets or like uh, symbols or anything like that. that nothing, leads. nothing like that. Now, at least not where you're at at this okay. time. But the party, you're able to all start setting up camp, and as you do so, you get to you get to start cooking for the night. And the other adventurers, they kind of stick to themselves. They're not, they don't want to intrude on you, but they are there if you do want to speak with them. But Eska, she takes this time and she sits down and pulls out some food from her bag and she kind of just sits there and begins to eat. And as she does so, she is going to speak up for a moment. These adventurers behind us. You mentioned an adventurer's guild. Is that right, Eckhart? Uh, yes. What's yes, it? there is a... There is a current guild establishment that extends across all of Tyrister and... They operate several hubs and all of the major uh, communities uh, where they provide assistance uh, for tasks that might not necessarily warrant a full army dispersal to be able to accomplish. Um, the Adventurer Guild pay their people quite fine, but it is a risky job if they're hunting certain monsters that might be providing some... Uh, less than favorable experiences for local villages and towns. She she just nods to this, and she seems a bit, not confused, but surprised. And she just nods and looks at Eckert. Interesting. That is, I cannot really fathom such a guild all throughout of your, all throughout Tyrister. You mean to tell me there are no wars here between any of the nations? We currently don't have any active wars going on, but there are always border disputes and other kinds of things that go on. And of course, where we're traveling to, I, I think you should know it is, well, it is not a proper war. It is a consistent engagement with the denizens of the decaying wastes. It can be as warlike as one might imagine. That is... Somewhat soothing to hear. A continent without war between its people, but one that has war with those that seek to corrupt its lands. It seems like you're all on the same page. This is not something that is common 
back on Ashai. Hmm. Well, I can tell you from my history, war is one of the least favorable parts of any soldier's journey. And truthfully, I'm glad that we do not have to experience that. And I hope this respite that you get to enjoy will be prolonged. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. This, this idea of an adventurer's guild and the way you've explained it, that is, that's very foreign to me. But the concept I can see working as it does here in Tirisur, obviously. Oh, yes. Hmm. And is this, what are the benefits for those that join such a thing? Money? Well, yes, money is a part of it. Uh, any, any good adventurer worth their salt is going to need a little bit of coin in their purse um, just to be able to get by. But there's other things as well. Notoriety, uh, different rankings amongst the Adventurers Guild. And of course, being a part of that, well, helping your fellow man. Hmm. Seems like a very, very far concept that Ashai would never be able to grasp. Now back home, there is always war between the nations. Have all of you ever heard of, well, perhaps not, if none of you know of Ashai very well, there is a nation known as Koldar. It is a nation that rules its lands with an iron fist, one that defies the very law of the Omnikami. It is not a place anyone would like to be. Probably just as fearsome as the decaying wastes here in Tirister. Yes, if only something like this could happen back home. And she kind of just becomes silent as she begins to eat her food. She's just mostly picking at the knowledge and trying to get more of an understanding of the culture here on Tirister. She doesn't seem to be, she's interested, but at the same time, she's still speaking like a very, like she, she feels distant in a way. Yeah. Um, Eckert will say to uh, the rest of the group, although um, he seems to have lost sight of Kai, um, he'll just say, oh, well, if there's one thing I'm good at, uh, gentlemen, I can make a very good pot of beans. I'm going to go ahead and set up. Would anyone like to have some food? I'm going to go ahead and say this. Kai, I just saw you wrote a stealth check. You wrote 20. So I'm going to go ahead and say that whatever you're trying to do, you're able to do it. <laughs> Posting up in a secret spot and keeping an eye out. Okay. Gotcha. So you kind of go on a, into a tree, kind of looking around. Okay. Yalar, what, what are you doing? You and, and Sam, now that Eckert is making some, some beans, Kai's kind of gone uh, rogue and went to do his own thing, keeping watch. The two of you, what, what are you two doing? Um, I'm just kind of close to the fire, um, just sitting, kind of relaxing a little bit. Um, Okay. Just, uh, yeah. Okay. Sam? So my character is kind of sitting on what would be, I guess, like a tree stump over, I yeah, guess, we're all around here. Yeah. Oh, the fire is here. Excuse me. So, so yeah, about right there. I'm a little bit away from everybody since I have like super long legs. Uh, I have my feet propped out, kind of leaning back, um, and I'm like twiddling a 
um, a coin through my fingers. Okay. Um, I look up at Eska and kind of, uh, kind of look at her and say, uh, what are you eating? Eska looks over at the Goliath and she opens her hand and shows him, it looks like to be some dried jerky. Okay. So she just holds her hand out or does she like offer it or she just holds and shows you the the jerky in her hand and she, she looks at you and she speaks up just a simple dried jerky. Nothing, nothing fun. Really. It gets me by. Will you have some beans with us? Beans. I mean, sure. Why not? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Esco, she just goes, yeah, sure, I'll have some beans. I've never had beans from Tierster before. We do have beans back home, but it is not a common ingredient or food. They are quite a treat. I've never had one non-Goliath made, <laughs> but we will try this. Just curious, is it is it only beans or is it like a bean stew type deal? Um, I would imagine he's making like a lentils with like some pieces of pork. Um, he's he, what he has on him is some simple components and rations, which dried lentils, some broth, and things like that would be pretty easy to come by. But he does cook everything inside of a cast iron pan. I hope you all like your beans thick. I'm gonna say, uh, Luna is now standing right next to you, just staring at me. <laughs> oh, you'll get as much as you want, cute thing. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we'll go ahead and say that the party, Eckert, he makes some delicious beans and you all are able to share some food around the nice warm fire. A couple hours go by. It is now pitch black in the Shalune Woodlands. You have your fire that keeps you lit and the other adventuring party, you know, they haven't really bugged you guys this entire time. They're all kind of doing their own thing in their camp, but you can see their fire off in the distance and at this point, though, it is getting late, so it would be the, the point in where you would probably begin to set up for sleeping for the night, and I will go ahead and say this. In the distance, you can see that they keep their fire on, uh, lit at night, the other adventurers, and you can see some of them go into the tent to start sleeping, and Eska, at this point, she lets out a yawn, and she goes, oh, well, I think I'm going to Hit the hay for now. It is getting late. Um, so are we where I'm guessing like in dirt? Or yeah, like you're like yeah, you're on the side of the dirt paths. So you're in like some grass, some trees. So would you say that it, it's the ground is pretty hard? Yes, fairly hard. Okay. It's softer than the dirt path because there is some grass, but it's it's not that much better. Now, would you say that the a character if they stepped on something like a stepped on something like a ball bearing, they would slip and fall? Yes, possibly. Yes. Okay. So what I want to do is I want to take, I have, looks like I have a thousand ball bearings and I want to scatter, scatter a bit of them um, separating the, the adventures guild. Okay. um, And our camp just kind of like a trap almost like if anybody decides they want to come this direction. Yeah. So on your toolbar on the top left, if you hover over the paintbrush, you can actually draw where you want those, like the squares. Just put like quick drawings so I know what exact squares you put them in. Okay. Mm-hmm. 
and you can choose a color too. So when you choose like the freehand option, to the left is your color choice and you can just do whatever you like. All right, so we'll go ahead and put um, move zoom tool. So while, while Sam, uh, Sam seems to be kind of putting down some defensive options here for the group to here. alert you of anything, does anyone else do anything while he is setting these up? Uh, I would like to thank you for dinner. Beans were quite tasty. Mm, high praise from a turtle. Thank you. <laughs> We're not making any soup. Never mind. Come again? <laughs> nothing, my, my turtle friend. Uh, um, uh, well, it is getting quite late. I think I shall retreat home. Uh, and with that, Yalar kind of just lays there and he retreats into the shell. I knew it. I freaking knew that that's what you meant by home, but it, it still hits. I, I fucking love Yalar, man. I was gonna I was gonna make the same joke uh that that you did just now. I was gonna be like, hmm, this tastes like tur I mean steak. <laughs> All right, yeah. so as as uh, Yalar retreats into his shell, Eska hears him talk about the beans and she goes she nods while Sam's also setting up these these ball bearings down. And she was, you know, the beans weren't bad. They were fairly good. However, I still prefer, you know, uh, rice from back home. Oh, well, uh, you know, you don't see much uh, uh, rice around these parts. I mean, I, I've heard tell that they, they do some of that in Osea and they do some of that in Estelle Dween, but... Um, I've never seen any this far into the, the forests, so it's a little harder to come by. Fair enough. Fair enough. You're a soldier, and you have to make do with what you have. Rations are always good. You just got to season them up a bit. <laughs> and while that's going on, Sam, you are able to finish setting up your your defense defenses. And as you, you do you make your way back to the camp after you're done? Uh, yeah, I want to make a stealth check and see if I can kind of do the same thing that, that Kai's doing. Just um... sure. good luck on your stealth. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <Yes. my> <laughs> Please stay away from my tree. Just like go, go to the other one. So, uh, <laughs> Sam Laundrin, the, the Goliath, he walks over to the opposite tree on the opposite side of your, your camp area. And he, he moves his hands up to grab oh, no. one of the, the thicker branches that he can <laughs> notice to pull himself up. As he's midway pulling himself up, the branch snaps and you would take Sam falls on his butt. <laughs> can I make an acrobatics check to see if I at least catch myself? Yes, go ahead. Oh, there you okay. go. Okay. So you, you climb the branch. It's You're snapped. used to fucking up. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> that, all, that all goes with being a, a fucking Goliath rogue, I guess. <laughs> you have a good save for stealth, too. This is just perfect. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's plus six. <laughs> which is ridiculous that I'm getting, like, nines. <laughs> hey, you're on, you're on Taverns and Caverns, my guy. This is what happens on Taverns and Caverns. Yep. All roads fail stealth. <laughs> but, yeah, so the branch snaps, and you fall, but you're able to catch yourself but everyone everyone can see this happen and eska looks over her shoulder at sam are you okay my friend 
So as soon as I land on my feet after the uh, the branch breaks, I kind of like snap it into pieces and take the bushel off of the end of it and kind of play it off like I was trying to get myself a pillow. Okay. <laughs> I am fine. I just needed to get myself a uh, a pillow, a pillow to sleep with, something to cover my head. Really get a performance. Then I lay down. I lay down and just in in uh, in uh, embarrassment, just kind of lay down, put the pillow or the the leaves behind my head, and turn away from everybody. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so with that, then we'll go ahead and say the night continues. So I can clearly tell that he's embarrassed. Just <laughs> on a twenty of your insight. So uh, Eska is going to head to bed as well as it uh, looks like Yalar has as well. And I'm going to go ahead and say uh, it is now growing closer to midnight. And most of you, if you were to look over, if you're still awake, you look over at the adventurers camp. Uh, most of them are laying in like sleeping bags outside. Some of them are in the tent that they set up, but their fire is still on. And at this point, I'm going to say Eska is... Asleep from what you all can can see and sense. Uh, is everyone else asleep or is anyone staying awake at this point in time? That's like the cutest way to say I'm sleeping. Sleeping. Uh, <laughs> Eckhart, uh, I, so I rolled a constitution save. He's old man, right? Like he's he tried to keep himself up, but he was just a bit too tired. I thought that was okay. for the beans. Uh, well, you know, <laughs> it's either I fall asleep or I gas us out. <laughs> He's got the itis after the beans. Right, right. <laughs> All right, so Eckert is, is, is asleep and snoring his, his night away. Uh, Yalar, Sam, and Kai, what are you all doing? Do we have to do constitution checks as well? I would say if you are attempting to stay awake, yes. If you are wanting to go to bed, no. Um, I feel comfortable enough to be asleep. Oh. Okay. Especially with my defenses that I set up. Okay. And Yalar and Kai, what about the two of you? Oh, I'm definitely sleeping. Uh, since I'm in my shell, do I get that plus to the AC? Yes, you do. Okay. Yes. Um, I'm going to go ahead and do my little trance up in the tree. Okay. Right. With a, being a wood elf, you go into a trance, you don't have to sleep. That's true. All right. Perfect. So as, as the night continues, and now is about... 2.30 in the morning, everyone's asleep. The silent forest around you continues to grow silent other than the occasional howl of a wolf or another animal in the night. Nothing seems to really come at the party. However, I want everyone... Actually, no, if you're all asleep other than Kai, Kai, you, you can make a perception check on this. Everyone else, I'm going to go off of your passive perception since you are asleep. Um, Kai, go ahead and make me a perception check. Okay. Yeah. I have to make a roll. All right. I made my roll. All right. What is everyone's passive perception? It's going to be at the very bottom of your skills. 14. 13. 12. But I made a roll. Uh, 11. Passive? I don't see that. Uh, it should it's be down below skills. Box. Yeah, just below skills. Oh, passive wisdom perception. Yes, ten. Okay, all right. So uh, I'm taking. I'm using everyone's passive except for Kai, because Kai, you're technically awake. All right. So everyone rolled lower than what I rolled. So 
No one sees or hears anything. But I am going to change, do something here. Oh, wait. Every, everyone what about, click. what about Luna? Oh, yeah, have Luna do something. Have her do a perception check. Hey, that's an at 20, my guy. All right, nice. So Luna, her ears perk up, and I'm going to describe this really quick. But everyone, uh, Luna, on your turn, Kai, Luna will just take the same turn as you. Um, So keep that in mind. So I won't put her on the turn order. Just remember to have her do something. Um, Everyone click on your avatar. And once you've done so, I'm going to open up the turn order table. And what's going to happen is once you've clicked on your avatar on the map, go to your character sheet, click on initiative at the top middle and make sure that your character is selected and it's going to add you to the turn order. Perfect. Perfect. All right. So it looks like Sam will go first. Kai is after Sam followed by Eckert and then Yalar. I'll make a roll for the NPC and Eska is going to be. So this is what's going to happen here. Yeah, you are so fucking in this. He's, he's, he's in his shell sleep. <laughs> here, here, a faint, faint. All right, so y'all see that turn? Boring. Order? Yeah. All right, so, and I'm going to make a roll for question mark. All right. And I got a 16. All right, so what's going to happen here is... So everyone is at this point sleeping other than Kai and his wolf. So what happens is as the night continues, it's 2.30, 2-ish a.m. in the morning. Kai, you don't see anything, but you notice Luna, who's on the bottom level since you're in a tree. Luna's ears perk. None of you hear this. Everyone's still asleep, but Luna's ears perk and Luna hears movement coming towards the party's camp from the east. And what happens is by the time Luna hears this, there are several figures coming towards the party from the east where the adventurer's camp is. And I'm gonna go ahead and start placing them around here. One second. Now, I have a question. When I was setting up the ball bearings, did all of the people that were with me like see me physically doing that? If you wanted them to, I absolutely wanted them to to know where I placed okay. them. Okay, yeah, so you could have just told them then if that was the case. If they didn't see you, you just you just let them know. Hey, I put some stuff down. Okay, but before they even get to your ball bearings, they don't know what's going on here. Movement and figures begin to encroach upon the party's camp, and as they do so, Luna is alerted, and as she is alerted, she begins to growl and bark loudly loud enough to wake the party. So you're all basically waking up to Luna's growling and barking at this point in time. So there's not going to be any surprise rounds because Luna heard this movement. I want to point out that as Luna heard this understanding that we're escorting, she is already next to Esther. Okay. So with that, we're going to follow the turn order here because you are alerted and there is not going to be a surprise attack on you. Sam, you were the first to wake up and you quickly hear Luna growling in a defensive tone. And as you wake up, what do you do? Do I see? Uh, okay, so we you said we see figures in the in the distance. Yeah, we can't can, actually see that they were the same people that were at you that can camp. Make a perception check right here to see what okay. you see coming. 
God damn. So you have a perception of six. It's still very dark out. You're in the light near the fire. They have left the fire. You don't know if it's the other adventurers or not. I know I'm using the same tokens on the map, but you can't really see. You do know that they're humanoid moving shadows in the Mm -hmm. distance. They have not reached your ball bearings yet, but you know there is movement near where you placed your traps. All right, so since I did a perceptions check, can I do a stealth, stealth check now? You can still make an action right now. So your perception was like a free action. You can now move, make an action, a bonus action, or whatever you want to do, yes. Okay. Come on, stealth. Ah, oh, there we go. Oh, there yeah. we go. Ooh. There you go. Natural. My guy knows how to hide now. Yeah. <laughs> so what are, you, what, what are you doing with your stuff? Where are you going? So I want to go, I would say, into the bush here right on the out so i want to pass if i can pass my ball bearing since i know where there are yeah want to go up into this tree and kind of scope out and see what what the hell what these guys are doing if they're if they're going to make an advance if they're going to hang out what okay so So you quickly with a, a natural 20 you quickly make your way to one of the nearby trees you're able to step over the ball bearings where you put them now, since you know where they're at, you quickly climb this tree with a natural 20 stealth. They do not hear you or see you. But as you look down towards the shadowy figures, you do now notice, now that you're a bit closer, that they are the armored adventurers from before, and they have their weapons drawn. Okay. So I can't make an attack since I already did my stealth? So you climb that tree to stealth, so you're not close to that melee adventurer that's closest to you if you have Mm -hmm. a ranged weapon you could attack but you cannot attack with a melee and once i hit with my ranged attack does that bring me out of stealth or is because i yes that it would it would alert them of your position okay then i'll just i'm gonna hang out for a second but keep in mind because you're stealth you will get a sneak attack bonus since it's technically a sneak attack so keep that in mind oh okay so i can do a sneak attack and that won't take me out of uh or it will take me out of <laughs> give him a chance stealth. to be able to see you. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, okay. So I'll I'll just hang out for right now. Okay. All right. So Kai, that means you are next. You and Luna are next. You wake up from your trance or you snap out of your trance and you now instantly know that there is danger lurking because Luna is growling and she is facing the direction of the other camp. What are you doing? Uh I think. Luna's going to stay right next to Esther, but Kai is going to actually call out and tell them that they need to stop Okay. retreat. All right, so you're basically saying, stop, we know you're coming. Retreat now, basically. Yeah. Uh, as, you, as you yell that out, they continue moving forward. They do not listen to you, Kai. Oh, like, you know what? <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna shoot somebody then. All right, who are you shooting? I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna shoot this guy right here. All right, so go Just ahead and don't hit Eckerd. <laughs> he might be mad because he's still they sleeping. Me. <laughs> he's too low. I'm in a tree. He's too low. Ah, uh, true. No, well, you roll a, you roll a one. He in the, the DM. I might could have potentially other... be in that round. <laughs> His name's not blacked out. We got nothing to worry about. Hey. Oh. <laughs> it, baby. All right, so Kai rolled a critical, so that means he's gonna do double damage. Kai, so go ahead and click on the longbow in the chat. It's going to know to do a double damage already on roll 20. Nice. You'll 12 damage to the the individual that's walking towards you. As you shoot, your 
arrow pierces the chest of this adventurer's leather armor. He lets out a groan of pain. Ah, shit! And he's not down, but he is hurt. He's about to be real mad in one step. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and with that, with uh, arrow in his chest. You, can, you, you now have uh, action with Luna if you want Luna to do anything. No, Luna's going to hold. She's sticking right next to Esther. All right. And I want to let this uh, known in the initial D&D 5th edition rules, the animal companion for a ranger, technically you have to use a bonus action. Or I'm sorry, Navos, you have to use your action for your animal to attack. I do not like that rule. It's so garbage. It is a garbage rule because it takes away from the ranger's damage. And so what's going to happen is your pet has its own turn on your turn. So it can move and make an action as well as you make an action too. So that's the rule we're going to go with. And I just want you to know that in case you read the rules. So keep that in mind. Your pet can attack on the same round as you. Home rules for me. All right, so if Luna stays there, it is now their turn. The one is shot, and quickly, Sam Laundrin, the one closest to you, does not know you're there. And he's going he's gonna to cross these ball bearings, and I have to make a dexterity saving throw. All right, and I rolled a two. <laughs> so this guy, as he comes across your ball bearing, he has no idea it's there. He slips, and he is now prone. Ah, shit! And he quickly falls to the ground. <laughs> and this one's going to make a, a deck saving throw. And uh, I, I made a 15. I'm going to go ahead and say that is good enough. He kind of like, oh, shit. He basically almost stumbles, but he's able to make it through. Uh, he doesn't have to run. I'm going to say it reduces his movement because he has to make, make his way through difficult terrain. But he's still able to get to the closest person near him, which is Yalar. Yalar, he, he comes with his sword and he slashes down at your shell. Take this, you damn turtle! And as he comes down with his sword, he's, I rolled a 15. Does that hit you? Oh, no. No way. Not at his all. Sword, his sword bans- bounces off of, your, <laughs> off of your shell, and Yalar, you're just like, what the fuck? You hear the sword bounce off. The one that was shot, he stumbles forward into the ball bearings. I, made, oh, I rolled another two. He slips and falls after getting shot. He falls onto his back. He is prone. Oh. Ah, shit! I wanted him to fall forward. Matt. Yeah. <laughs> he falls onto his back. However, the other one here, he's going to make a movement forward. Let's see if he falls through. He also slips. I rolled a four. And this one slips onto his back. Fuck! And he drops. But the other two that seem to have bows, they see their fellow friends drop, and they're not as dumb, so they're going to come near close. <laughs> <laughs> One draws their bow, and they only see Yalar, Eska, Luna, and Eckerd right now. Yep. And the one with the bow aims it at the closest person to him, which is Eckert. And he is going to shoot his bow at Eckert. I rolled a, a 16. Will that hit Eckert? No, it will not. Eckert's armor class is a 19, as long All as right. he's wearing his armor. All right. Eckert, you, you hear this arrow kind of just go over your head. And the other adventurer takes their bow, and they're actually going to shoot it at Luna. Uh, They're they're pissed that the wolf has warned the party. And I rolled a 16. Does that hit Luna? Uh, Yes. All right. And that is going to deal four points of damage to Luna. I I think. It says 15 natural plus two proficiency bonus for me. 
Does that mean the 15 is it, or would it be? 17? Oh, it would be a 17. Oh, then no, he misses. Okay. But Ty's got his next target already. Oh, actually, you know what? Let me check something. 5E. That 15 might include that too. Let me double check. Uh, it, do, uh, it does. It does. It's a 15. Okay. Because a wolf's natural armor is 13. Yeah. It's it. All right. Four damage to Luna. Luna, you see that an arrow pierces Luna on the side, and you hear Luna kind of whimper in pain a bit. Luna's still healthy, but she took some damage. And at this point, it is now their turn. Eckerd, it is now you hear Luna kind of whimper from an arrow piercing the wolf's side. What do you do? Uh, Eckert is going to move here. Um, he is totally fine to provoke any attacks of opportunity. Oh, this guy's down, so I don't care about him. But Yeah, he's prone. Uh, I'm down to take any type of attack of opportunity from him. Uh, you, you won't get one since you're not leaving the threat range. Mm -hmm. So this is what he is going to do. He just kind of by Penella. And uh, with that, he is going to go ahead and Luna begins to feel a little bit better. He is going to do healing word. Oh, you were attacking. I thought, or you were healing. Yep, I'm gotcha. moving in and then healing. Okay, Luna. so I'll, I'll, I'll go ahead and say you do get an attack of opportunity. I thought you yeah, were just stepping sense. in there to attack. All right, so the one that's not prone, we'll say the one that's prone does not get the attack of opportunity. The one standing that attacked uh, Yalar does. He cool. quickly uh, swings his sword at you, and I rolled an 18 total, so that is not going to hit you. You're that able to deflect this. the adventurer's weapon. So, All right, and I was able to heal Luna for eight, so Luna is just fine. Okay. Um, with that, though, as Eckert comes in between he just kind of rolled up to his feet you see for an older man wearing full plate he seems to be very lithe um he's been wearing this full plate for a very long time um but his helmet is off um and as you see his helmet is off he has a scar that runs from the left eye that he has down from the bottom of the left of his eye down his throat and disappears into his collar and it's almost as if that scar is kind of like pulsing a little bit uh, as he's kind of readied himself and he comes sweeping out with his halberd after he heals Luna. He, uh, that's a bonus action. He's going to use his halberd now to smack the uh, melee uh, adventurer right here. Okay. And he is going to attack. Uh, we hit a nat 20, baby. Oh my oh God. Jesus. <laughs> so he is going to take nine plus six yeah. slashing damage. Holy oh, shit. Oh. Is that double? Right. Oh, that's not accurate actually, by the way. Ryan, for whatever reason, what's what's not accurate in, about it? Uh 1d10 plus 3. Oh, I got a 1 and a 5. Yeah, no, it rolled right. It rolled right. Oh, okay. So, okay. I just rolled low. But it's okay. Uh so I deal 15 points of damage to him, and now that I'm starting to kind of impose myself in between them. Um so you've betrayed what you said and decided to move upon us in the dead of night. Cowards, you do not deserve the right to call yourselves Adventure Guild. And with that, he kind of digs his halberd, the back end of it, into the ground, and we're not playing. Second wind. Oh, shit. <laughs> he immediately... Uh, oh, not second wind. I'm sorry. I didn't mean a second wind. I meant action surge. Action surge. As yeah. soon as he action surges, he's going to take another action. I was in the middle of a sweet dream. 
Now you'll be having your own. By the way, all of the attacks that Eckert is doing are non-lethal, just as an FYI. Okay. And he will swing his halberd again. Jesus. Get a 23 to hit. Yeah, that hits. And he will take five damage. All right, cool. So as you deal your 12 plus your five, 17 points of damage, uh, as you speak to that adventurer, he takes the halberd head on and he just grunts out, ah, and he, he drops to it and he looks up at you. Oh, it was too good of a deal. We couldn't pass it up. And he, he goes unconscious because you're not trying to kill him. So this one's knocked out? He's knocked out. Good deal. I have a quick question real quick. Yes. So Luna got plus eight health. Does that give her temp health? No. no I wish. Her, should I put her at 16? No, I just rolled really well. Yeah, so you never go past your max health unless a spell provides temporary HP. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. Just wanted to make sure. Um, once he knocks that one out, let that be a lesson for the rest of you. I don't care what the cost of it is. You all can fall down just as easily. I say go back where you came from before you lose another one of your friends. All right. So with that being your turn, do you hold your ground there? Uh, yes, at that point. If uh, Just as an FYI, I do have the sentinel skill. So if anybody tries to move within my range, so my range is 10 feet with my weapon. If they try to move this route from me, so here I am, if they try to move within this area to try and get around me, I do get the ability to be able to uh, do an opportunity attack, even if they're using disengage. And if I'm uh, doing any type of disengage piece, I can still get that attack of opportunity and their speed becomes zero for the rest of that turn. Okay. Gotcha. All right, one moment. So with that, uh, you have made it clear that you are you're ready to knock heads if any of them continue to mm -hmm. uh, attack your party. However, uh, let's see here. Uh, Eska is now up. She quickly stands up from her slumber and she sees what's going on. And those around her, Yalar, Luna, Eckerd, and even Kai are close enough you can all see, I'd even say Sam sees this as well. You can see her eyes begin to crackle blue as lightning begins to form around her. And both of her hands are outwards as lightning forms into her hands. And as she looks towards the adventurers, she just has this serious tone to her. You dare attack my party and I death becomes you and she shoots out this lightning bolt towards one of the rangers that have a bow and she's going to shoot a witch bolt all right and she goes for the one closer to sam up here on the north end and as she does so she casts witch bolt at a higher level so she's going to deal much more damage with it so i'm going to roll this and roll it again all right, so she deals nine points of lightning damage to that ranger. And as she holds her hands out, the lightning crackles. You hear this thunderous loud boom that comes from her hands. But the lightning does not go away. You can see this chain of lightning that connects her hands to that ranger continues to persist. And she stares at the ranger. 
I shall kill you and burn you to ash. And she ends her turn there with the lightning still attached. That adventurer is now basically on, not on fire, but there's a lightning bolt connected to her and she is like in pain. At that point, Yalar, it is now your turn. Uh, Yalar comes out of his shell. Who dares disturb my slumber? <laughs> he kind of looks around and sees what uh, kind of gathers what's going on. Oh, so you like to attack people by night, huh? I want to say y'all should run away. Or you can do things the hard way. Choice is yours. I feel you've been waiting. <laughs> He's the booty warrior, man. <laughs> Chris Hansen, you can get this too. All right, so Yalar, they they so, do not they do not back up. They you you still have to mess with them or deal with them. Um, so I'm going to move up against this right next to this adventure. Okay. And I am going to hit him with your rock. No. I'm actually going to hit him with your rock. Is it draw out uh, my shadow blade uh, okay. casting it at level two. Okay. Melee weapon which proficient deals 2d8 psychic damage on hit and has a finesse light and throne properties. Okay, so basically you create a sword of solidified gloom in your hand. The magic sword lasts until the spell ends. It counts as a simple melee weapon, which you are proficient in. So you have to make an attack roll. So go ahead and attack. Okay. Um, you make attack okay. roll with uh, advantage. Okay. Uh, what? So go ahead it and- It says uh, spells DC save, but I didn't know. Well, it counts as a melee weapon. So basically, you're, oh, creating, I see, I you're, see. you're creating a melee weapon as your bonus okay. action. So just yeah. roll. So go ahead uh, and roll an attack roll. So do you have a weapon on you that you can use? Uh, Here, let me I you, think. Let me look at your page. One second. Uh, you have. So go ahead. No, you don't. So go ahead and just roll. Roll your uh, your claws attack, and we'll say. Okay. Okay, so that will hit. So now you're going to do 2d8 damage. Alrighty. Psychic damage, basically. All right, so for six points of damage. So you hit the one that fell here with your your blade, and as you do, it pierces the adventure, and he yells out in pain from the psychic that seems to drain into his body. Oh, um, this is a bonus action, correct? Yes, but you made an action to attack with it. Okay, okay. Yes. Okay. I just want to make sure. Yep. But now you have it until you drop it or throw it. Okay. Yep. All right. So you have pierced the guy who was on his back from falling. All right. It is now Sam Sam's turn. Sam, it's you're at the top of the round. It's the new turn order. What are you doing? All right. I want to jump out of this tree with all of my might and come down upon this man's head. All right. So go ahead and make your attack roll with an advantage. All right, so you would go with the 20. Nice. It's not a nat 20, though, right? No, no. Yeah, if it was a green, then that's when it's a natural 20. Okay, so then I do my 
the rapier damage, right? Yes. It's going to click rapier. Yep. Click the rapier there. Oh, oh the, no. Where it says rapier on the page. On the chat. On the in chat. the chat. Yeah. Oh, okay. My bad. Yeah. No, you're cool. There you go. And then roll your sneak attack damage, which is on your, I put that on your front of your character sheet, just a sneak attack. And then uh, click the damage. Click the damage down there. Damn it. Oh, <laughs> okay. So you jump down with your massive figure, and I will go ahead and make a dexterity saving throw to see if, uh, well, this guy's already fallen, right? This guy's yeah, he's on the back road. Yeah, never mind. That's so why I wanted to jump yeah, on his you chest. You jump on him, and you're able to do seven piercing damage with your sneak attack. As you jump down, you are now on him, and he's looking up at you. He's in shock. He did not know you were in that tree. Can now I do an intimidation check? Yeah, go, you can try intimidate him. All right, I have to make a roll. All right, I low. I rolled lower, so he is intimidated by you. He screams out, ah! He's freaking scared after you just pierced the fuck out of him. All right. Do you make any more movement? Is that where you stay? No, I want to stay over top of this guy that I'm okay. basically staring at him with the death glare. Okay. Gotcha. All right. It is now Kai's turn. No. Well, um, I was going to shoot this archer, but I guess uh, I missed. With a nine, yes, you would miss. I don't think I have any bonus action, so it's... Oh, wait. That's right. Is uh, this guy still up? Yeah, he's Could up. Be barely. He's barely up, but he's up. Well, Luna's going to move right there, and she is going to see if she can fight him. All right. Luna has what's called pack tactics, so she has advantage on her all of her attacks if there's an ally next to the person she's attacking, which she does. So that would be an 18. That hits. So go ahead and click on the bite in the red text in chat. Oh. Uh, Six piercing damage. Luna rushes forward and grabs onto that man that was... Um, that had tripped over the marbles and she bites for six piercing damage and he's already prone. So I won't make him make a roll to be prone there. And he screams out in pain as his arm now has a wolf biting onto it. All right. How you... much health does he have? What's that? So how much health does he have? That one guy over here went down pretty good. And then... <laughs> yeah, it's, he, you could make a, uh, Healing check to see. I won't tell you uh, exactly. He's hurt though. I can tell you that much. He's so uh, a medicine check. Yeah. All right. For the seventeen, you can tell that guy is struggling to stay awake. It might take maybe one or two more damage. A light breeze, and he's done. Yep. <laughs> all right. It is now their turn. At this point, all of you hear in the distance this voice coming towards you. It sounds like a loud thunderous voice. And let me go ahead and place this guy here. You all can see walking towards the party, there is a shadowy figure that is of a large stature, even bigger than Sam Laundren himself. And next to this figure, there is a dog walking next to him. I have a rival. Let me do this. Holy crap. <laughs> that dog. <laughs> that and dog is about five foot wide. <laughs> it's, not actually, it's not actually a dog. It's just a pelt that he's dragging with a string. <laughs> but you see this large figure walking towards the party. It is now their turn. 
And as you hear this loud, boisterous voice, you can hear this man yell out towards the party. And as he does so, he just yells out, Not bad for a random group of followers. <laughs> I have found my mark, and she will be coming with me, dead or alive. I am Rashi, tracker of death, and this is my dog, death itself. Surrender the girl, and you may live. However, if you do not, I shall have my dog death bite out your very throats. <laughs> the choice is yours. I'll give you all the opportunity to respond here, even though it's not your turn. What do you all say or do? I look down at the guy that I'm still fixated on that I landed on top of, and I just yell and let out a belting yell and kind of like, yeah, just let him know I'm asserting. Let the big guy that just showed up know that I'm asserting my dominance. Okay. Over the lackeys that he sent after us. Okay. And does anyone else say anything? Uh. <laughs> Have you met my rock? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> well, Kai's got well, it as a soldier. He took the job. He's going to see it through. Okay. Is uh, Yalar or Eckert going to say anything at this point? E Eckert will. Um, Eckert's just simply going to say, uh, we have placed down your men. <clears throat> I will tell you now, you will not step foot 10 feet within Eska's presence. And he kind of levels his halberd over top of the one that's still on his back. <clears throat> And points it dead at this uh, death dealer foe. All right. And as you do so, the man who stands before you, you can see he has this wide grin. And it's, it's dark out, but he is standing near the fire that's closer to the other camp as he's walking towards you. But he has lights kind of just appear around his body as he's walking towards you. So you can see he wants you to see what he looks like. And as he gets closer, his dog looks like a normal, like, Rottweiler dog walking next to him. A very big dog, though. Muscular. But as this large humanoid keeps walking, he is wearing armor none of you have ever seen before. It is a very Eastern-like armor set that comes from the Eastern land of Ashai. Eska looks over and sees this large individual walking and she and she kind of looks a bit concerned and she looks at the rest of you that is a cold darian warrior do not take him lightly my friends he has drank the blood of the great spirits and as he walks he has again he has this eastern look to him and this helmet that is on his head begins to crumble as he continues to grow and as he does so and after listening to the party answer his his comment <laughs> very well Rashi the tracker of death shall be your very fall 
allow me to show you what a Koldarian warrior is capable of. I have taken the very blood of the Omni Kami for myself. Let us show you what I can do. And at this point, this large individual, he begins to burst out of his armor. And you can see he looks like a normal human at first, just very large. He stops growing at a certain point after his armor begins to burst from his body. You see his skin begins to grow scaly and his, his hands and his feet burst from his gloves and his, and his boots as these talons grow from his hands and feet. And as he does so, he grabs onto this long sword that is in the shape of a katana and a short sword. Uh, on his side so he's now dual wielding but as his scaly skin grows a tail bursts from his uh, bottom spine a scaly like tail and his face begins to shift and it soon looks like somewhat what you guys would call on Tyrister a dragonborn except <laughs> except not a dragonborn it he looks more draconic than anything you've seen a dragonborn interior does not have a tail this guy has a tail and his dragon-like features look a lot more intimidating than any of the dragonborns you have come across and fire begins to breathe from his nostrils and as he does so the dog the the large hound the uh rottweiler looking dog begins to shift its body contorts and a second head bursts from its neck and soon enough, what is now a dog glaring at the party has become this monstrosity, a two-headed dog known as a death dog. And as the death dog growls and snarls at the party, the, the man known as Rashi, who looks like a dragon man now, he chuckles. <laughs> you are a fool, Eska to run away with the secrets of the Omni Kami. You are to return. Hand me what you have stolen, and I may spare the lives of your entourage. And at this point, she still has that witch bolt lightning crackling into this other uh, adventurer, and she looks at him. Never will I give you the secrets. It is mine. And at this point, it is now the enemy's turn. The guy that is under Sam, he's going to try and attack you, Sam. He's going to attack you with a disadvantage because he's prone. He's trying to get you off of him. He swings his sword, and I, I rolled a three. You're basically able to smack his sword out of your way, and you're still staring down at him. He's frightened, so <laughs> he's not able to hit you. The, the one that was fallen next to Yalar and... Uh, uh, Eckert and Luna, he's on his back, he's in pain, and he just tries to swing his sword at the closest one near him, which it would have been, uh, we're going to say he swings it at Yalar, trying to hit Yalar with his sword. Yalar, I rolled a 16. Does that hit you? You're out of your shell now. No, no, it does not. So you're able to deflect it with your shadow blade that you created. And at this point, this ranger here, she attempts to basically try and shoot at Eska despite having that lightning on her. She's having a hard time due to that lightning that's connected. So I'll give her a disadvantage. Unable to hit, she tries to shoot it, but she shoots and misses completely. And I'm going to say this guy here, 
he gets back up. That's half of his movement. And he tries to make a run, a run towards Luna. He's able to walk at half He's speed. Attacked. What's that? I, have, I am going to invoke my Sentinel. Okay. All right. When you hit a creature with an opportunity attack, the creature's speed. Because, okay. Uh, the creatures provoke opportunity attacks from you, even if they take the disadvantage uh, before leaving the reach. When a creature within five feet of you makes an attack against a target other than you, you can use your reaction. Okay. So you can attack. So as this adventurer rushes or attempts to rush towards Luna, Eckert, you step in and you're able to hit this guy. Oof! For 11 damage. As you take your halberd, you swing it and swing it sideways, slashing into this adventurer, and you deal mage damage. He takes, you almost take the adventurer's arm off. He yells out in pain as half of his arm is now hanging off. He's really hurt. And as he does so, he still is attempting to try and slash at Luna with his free hand. And he's freaking out. Um, and he makes a terrible roll. He's not able to swing down at you to hitch to hit Luna. All right. So really quick, it looks like Sam vanished. Let me put Sam back on the board. I'm sorry. I was no, trying to I was trying to delete the square so I could know when uh, know when I could if I could gather them. You're fine. Let me. Uh, can you move him? My bad. My bad. Oh no, no, you're good. No, you're, you're good there. I was, I was seeing if you could still move him. Yes, I can. Okay. What's, what's your HP? Thirty-five out of thirty-five. Yes. Okay. There you go. There you Sorry. go. Sorry. No, you're good. You're good. All right. Uh, so with that, that's their turn, and I'm gonna go ahead and say that this other adventure with the bow, uh, he is going to try and shoot at Eckerd, and I rolled a that'll be a nineteen altogether. Does that hit you? Eckerd hit you? has been hit. Okay. Eckerd, you only take five points of damage from the arrow. I didn't much appreciate that. All right. And at this point, the two that just showed up, they use their actions to transform. So they're not going to do anything. Eckerd, it is now your turn. You see these adventures. They're still attacking. Most of them have been weakened by your party. But you see this. This is something that is unnatural to you. You see this dog just burst into two heads, it, it's it's not normal. And you see this dragon-like man that looks more draconic than a dragonborn. What are you doing? Well, at this point, he's going to go ahead and cast a spell. He is going to do Bless. So by casting this at first level, he's able to affect three people. So he's going to affect three people within 30-foot range around him. So he's going to do that for Sam, for Yalar, and he'll also do that for Kai. Okay. So at this point, now that they've been blessed, whenever a target makes an attack roll or a saving throw before the spell ends, the target can roll a D4 and add the number rolled to the attacking roll or saving throw. So basically they can roll an additional D4 every time they're rolling that attack. Okay, gotcha. Um, With that, uh, so that's going to be his primary action. Uh, From that point, uh, what he is going to do is... He's going to move five feet. He's going to take a five-foot step behind Luna, but kind of creating an impasse between Eska and this one that's charging forward. Okay. And again, he's got 10-foot reach. So anybody who moves through it now that it's been his action to act, um, he will have his reaction back. Okay. And I will end my turn. All right. Eska, at this point, she seems to grow a little bit more irritated at the fact that Rashi has appeared out of nowhere, and she continues to attack that ranged adventurer without having to make an attack roll because she used Witch Bolt. 
So I just roll the damage here. That lightning is still connected. So let me go ahead and roll Eska's uh, damage here. And we will see if this, this fool lives or dies for 10. So Oof. Eska yells out in anger as the lightning coming through her hands, it crackles even louder. And Sam, you being closest to this adventurer, you can see that their leather armor begins to burst in their flames. And as the adventurer sees that this lightning continues to shock at them, they turn around to try and run away. And Eska just has this, this look on her face, not that she is happy or anything or taking joy, but she just has a serious look of you're dead. And as she does, so she basically burns this adventure as they scream out in pain and they turn into ash. And as Eska does, so the light, the witch bolt, the beam of cackling slowly begins to uh, recede. And because she was able to kill it, uh, she looks over towards the Rashi and she just stares at him. You have made a grave mistake, Rashi. And Rashi just looks at her, a mistake, no. I will be honored for bringing your head back to the, back to the, uh, excuse me, my fucking voice. I will be honored bringing your head back to the ruler. And at that point, Eska is going to step to the side here. Yalar, it is now your turn. What are you going to do? Uh, Yalar is going to attack um, this melee adventure. Okay. Um, He's almost down. Yeah. Swing your sword at me, huh? And I am actually going to um, attack with uh, Eldritch Brost. Jesus. All right. All right. So uh, really quick, uh, I know you just rolled your damage. I just want to let you know, Rod, with mm-hmm. a because the character is right next to you, um, you would have a disadvantage oh. on a range. Oh, attack. okay. But I didn't, but okay. but they are prone. Um, so oh. I'll go ahead and say that that's kind yeah, of it equals it, it out. It equals it out a bit. Yeah. Okay, I'm sorry so, about that. No, you're fine. You're fine. So, but I didn't know if. You, but if you used your sword, you would have advantage. But okay. I just wanted to let you know. But you, we'll we'll keep with what you had. The four okay. you're able to you're able to kill this guy. He's he's. He's on his fucking last HP. How do you kill him, or do you kill him? I I kill him. I okay. kill him. Uh, I want to shoot him till he basically explodes, and his blood kind of sprays on me, and I just have a wicked smile on my face as, uh, like, the Grinch when he saw his plan to ruin Christmas for the Who's. Oh my God. <laughs> Okay. Is the blood only going at you? Uh, is Luna okay? She's not getting any in her fur, is she? <laughs> it just goes everywhere. Oh, damn. Okay. You we'll need it back later. Yalar said, justice is served. <laughs> and All then right. I wanted to use a bonus action. Um, what was it? Um, my, wait a minute, let me make sure. Actually, let me see how far he is from me. Who? The big uh, the. Okay. So, 
wanted to use the Hexblade's Curse. Okay. Um, did I do that right? Click on Hexblade. I don't know what that does. Bro, did actually I way I did it. Yeah, the way the way I need to fix that. The way I did it was all in one. Well, let, uh, let me look at you. Once per short rest as a bonus action, choose one creature you can see to curse it to one minute or until the target dies, you die or incapacitate. Against the cursed target, you gain a plus two bonus to damage rolls, score a critical hit on a roll of 19 or 20, and you regain seven HP if it dies. Okay. So basically, it looks like there's no save. So he is cursed. So basically, you get a plus two to your damage rolls against him. And if you roll a 19 or a 20, you crit. And you gain 7 HP when he dies. All right. So let me go ahead and mark him so we know that, that he has that. That red marker is your curse. All righty. All right. Sam, you are next. What are you doing? All right. As I stand over this person's head or like a body laying on the ground, I notice that Yalar basically reaches out his hand and shoots a firebolt and makes this body that was barely hanging on in the first place explode. Right. And then he proceeds to say, justice is serve. And in my head, I'm thinking, I'm never going to make fun of that rock again. (laughs) And then I look down at the guy that's laying there and that's in fear and cowering below me. And I'm going to. So I don't get a sneak attack because I don't have an advantage right now. Right. Because there's nobody within five feet of me. Well, you're still standing over that guy, right? Mm-hmm. You didn't kill him yet, right? Uh, no, he's he's yeah, sorry. So you, you would you would get advantage on him if you attacked him. Okay, so does that mean I get a sneak attack as yes, well? Yes, correct. Mm-hmm. Okay, so here's my Ooh. twenty-two. That does hit. <clears throat> okay, feels good and to have then, advantage, right? Mm-hmm. All right, now do your sneak attack and go ahead and roll. There you go. Nice. All right. How do you kill this guy or knock this guy out? I want to put my blade or raise my blade above my head and just stick it straight into his chest and press down. And then I fixate my eyes on the the Deathbringer as I'm doing this. Okay. So as you do so, the adventurer goes, wait, wait, no, wait, stop. I'm only doing it for the money. And you pierce his chest. And as you do so, you pierce one of his lungs, and he begins to to cough up some blood. And as you do so, the 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 man known as Rashi, who is now looking like a dragon dude, he he notices this, and he just has this evil grin kind of go over his conic looking face, and he snarls, <laughs> "Yes, more death brings me joy. Kill them all, so that I may have more fun." Killing you. Okay. Kind of creepy. <laughs> I feel like he's going to get a bonus from all this death we're bringing. All right. So, Sam, do you move anywhere else? You can move now if you want with that guy being dead. Start. I just kind of step out of the like goop and blood that is pouring out of him and just step in front. Okay. Gotcha. Kai, it is now your turn. What are you doing? Uh,. Let's see. So I'm going to have Luna try to bite the adventure right next to her. All right. I have at an advantage. So the 19, that hurts or that hits. 
for 10, 10 piercing. So after Eckerd's attack, almost tearing the guy's arm off, Luna jumps up and continues that attack on that arm. And she is able to rip the man's arm off. He screams out in pain. And as she does so, she jumps up and bites him in the neck, dropping him to the ground, instantly ending his life. Yeah, she was she was inspired by Yalar. She's gonna rip that neck out. Okay. All right. <laughs> and as as Luna does so, Rashi he continues to go, yes, continue the death slaughter. Kill the weak so the strong may continue. All right. So what does Kai do? Unless Luna makes another move. Uh, Luna's going to get closer to Eskin. Okay. And now, I guess, uh, you know what? Kai's going to go ahead and shoot towards the big guy. All right. Oh, so close to a 20. Right. Oof, 19. That's able to hit. Go ahead and do your damage. Oh, do we have pluses because of uh, Eckert? You do get a, uh, they do get an additional 1d4 that you can roll with your attack. Uh, but you, I'm sure you hit with a 19. Yeah, you, he did. So uh, 4 does hit. So the arrow goes and it pierces Rashid. Hold on. Through I his... got a question. Yeah. If that 19 has a minus 5, would it still hit? A minus 5? Yeah, 14. It would not hit. Okay, I know, but I'm not doing that. So, uh, roll one d four. Roll one d four. Oh, because you got a blessing from Eckerd. Yep, I gave a blessing to you, Yalar, and Sam. So add the one d four to the nineteen, then minus five. Yes. Yes. Uh, how do I roll a one d four? Just so, use, you can you can either type slash r space one d four, or you can go to the hot uh, the hot bar or not hot bar the menu bar on the left and roll. All right. So basically, uh, minus out. five, it evens now. You got a 19 still. So, yes, this will hit whatever you're doing. Uh, I'm going to use my sharpshooter and uh, add a plus 10 to that attack's damage, 14. Ooh. 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 Okay. So, 14 damage. Nice. All right. You use your sharpshooter, and your arrow pierces Rashi's eastern looking <clears throat> armor. And as it does so, it pierces the scale through his armor into his scaly chest. And he just chuckles out. <laughs> and as you do so, he takes his short sword. He cuts part of the arrow off in half. And he just looks over towards where the arrow may have came from. Not so bad. Not so bad at all. All right. Not bad. Uh, okay. And then I'm going to move over here next to Luna. Coming okay. out of my tree. All right. It is now the enemy's turn. The other adventurer has seen their friends kind of just all get fucking destroyed. <laughs> and that ranger is just a normal, normal dude. He begins to run away. He does not want any of this. Smart man. He goes, he goes I, I was only in it for the money. I'm not here for this slaughter. And he begins to run away past Rashi and the death dog. But as he does so, you see the two-headed dog jumps up onto this, onto this guy as he's running away, tackling him. And he begins to yell out, no, no. And the dog just bites into his neck on both sides with both heads, tearing this man's head completely off. They really should have listened earlier when and, I told him to leave. And you that right. guy is dead. <laughs> and as the death dog does so, it slowly turns around. That's its action. 
looking at the party. Rashi, the dragon-looking man, chuckles. <laughs> I did not say you could retreat. Such a weakling. Now, let the real fun begin. Once I slaughter your friends, Eska, I will have fun killing you. And this half-looking dragon dude jumps into the air with all of his strength. And he lands right here next to Yalar. And as he lands next to Yalar, he quickly holds his breath back. And let me see here. We're having turtle stew for dinner? Possibly. <laughs> I like this, Yalar. I die on turtle soup. Oh, no. Oh, no. Everyone, Shredder, huh? everyone, including Yalar, except for everyone but Sam. You'll have to make me deck saves. Oh, God. Not my best. Uh, I got a knight. Including Ooh. Eska. Oh, Lord. <laughs> I'm sorry, brother. <laughs> oh. oh, no. Oh, hey, Kai, you can roll a wow. 1d4. Anybody oh, who rolled ones on these, you can roll a 1d4 to give yourself that much more bonus. It's probably not going to matter. <laughs> But I did what I did. Oh, Luna has to make one too, by the way. Hang on a second. Um, um, all right. So Eckerd, seven is going to be great. Eckerd and um, we're going to say Eckerd. Yeah. So Eckerd and Eska are the only two that made their save. Hold on. So what about? Oh, I had a uh, question as far yeah. as um, it's not my pack thing. Um, the pack of the tal- talisman. Yeah. says when the wearer of your talisman fails an ability check, they can add a D4 to oh. the roll. Oh, okay. Then could I, could yeah. I do that? Add that with? Yes, you can. I'll let that happen. Okay. So you have a D4 for your blessing and a D4 for your talisman. Yes. So roll two of them. All right. So you got, you got seven then. Plus so you got a 10. So you got a 10. All right. You still failed, unfortunately. Uh, Curses foiled yes. again. So everyone that failed is taking full damage. Eska and Eckerd, you take half damage. All right. As, Goodbye, Luna. As Rashi lands next to Yalar, Rashi holds out his great sword or his uh, long sword, and, or katana, I should say, and short sword, and he quickly lets out a fiery breath burn in the pits of a dragon's rage and he sends out this cone of fire everyone is going to take uh 24 points of damage oh God. oh what the fuck are we fighting <laughs> death we're fighting so death. i take 12 right yes uh uh I need a doctor. All right, so what happens here? So Luna is unconscious. Mm. So at this point in time, once Luna's turn comes, Luna's going to have to make a death saving throw. And I'll let you know what happens once that happens. All right, so uh, uh, 12 points of damage. So Eska goes down by 12. All right, is that everyone? All right, cool. So as... Rashi lets out this fiery breath. That is his action. He can't do much else. He looks down at Yalar, who is in pain from this fire, and he just grins. <laughs> this is the power of the Omnikami. 
flowing through my veins. All right, that is their turn. Eckerd, you see this onslaught, this massive amount of damage come from this guy. What are you doing? Uh, Eckerd is going to five foot step in front of everybody. Um, and Eckert is going to use Spare the Dying. Um, I touch Luna very briefly. Uh, I touch that living creature that has zero hit points. The creature becomes stable. Okay. Um, so you don't have to worry about death saving throws. Luna's not dying. Um, put, put her at one HP. That'll put her at one HP. And then for the next thing he is going to do as a bonus action, because that was a cantrip, I can cast another spell. And the spell that I'm going to cast is Sanctuary, and he puts that over Yalar. Okay. So you so, ward a creature with range against an attack until the spell ends. Any creature who targets the ward creature with an attack or spell must first make a wisdom saving throw. On a failed save, the creature must choose a new target or lose the attack or spell. Okay. Gotcha. And at that point, Eckhart just goes, Draconic monster, you will be felled this day. Rashi chuckles. <laughs> oh, Draconic um, monster No I am a pure warrior From Koldar Nothing more Nothing less Alright uh, Alright were you trying to say something Yalar? Yeah I was trying To figure out As far as The shield um, Was I able to use that now Or don't do it. Oh, okay. that affects that affects an enemy. So it's not affecting an enemy, but that's a reaction ability. Mm -hmm. um, and just keep in mind, it only helps you by giving you a bonus to your AC. It doesn't help with saves. So shield okay. really wouldn't help you too much. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I was just curious. Yep. Okay. All right. So now it is Eska's turn. And at this point, she she is pissed off. And you see her our hands continue to crackle. And she quickly yells out to the party, whatever you do, do not use fire. It shall not hurt him. Anything else will do except fire. And as she says, so um, she's basically told you he is basically resistant to fire. So she quickly is going to run to the side. And she basically oh. just tells everyone to scatter because she does not want to get everyone hit like that again. So she basically is going to run up here. And as she does so, she is going to use a second level spell to catch uh, Wisp, uh, Witch Bolt at level two. And let's see here. It does hit. Nice. And she's attacking Rashi for uh, 14 points of lightning damage. And she quickly just holds her hands out and she shoots out another lightning bolt that flies over Yalar's head. And I'm going to put a uh, icon so I know that she still has the bolt on him. Lightning crackles and it pierces through some of the scale uh, scales on this draconic looking man. He just, ah, damn sorceress. I've always hated you storm sorcerers. And uh, she's going to leave her turn there. Um, but she did a decent amount of damage. It is now Yalar's turn. So I am going to attack. If you uh, attack, dragon your sanctuary will go down and you will be able to be hit. Ah. Uh, you can use this opportunity. If you still want to attack, by all means, you can. Don't forget, you do have potions. Yep, you have two moderate potions. You could take one as a bonus action to heal up some. 
Guess what I forgot? I have absorb elements. Yeah, I'll I'll go ahead and do that <laughs> as well. Yeah, I'll do that. Okay. So that was forty four plus eight. Four forty four. Mm hmm. Forty fours plus eight. So sixteen. Sixteen points back in health to you. Very nice. There you All go. All right. Cool. Okay. And that was a bonus action. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm gonna have to attack. Okay. I'm gonna it goes use down. my uh, my uh, uh, shadow sword. Just uh, swing your claw. Yeah. Yeah. That will hit. So go and do your your two d eight. Nice. Psychic damage. Mm-hmm. There you go. Okay. Uh, let's see here. Um, nice. So 11 points of psychic damage. So you take your hex blade and you just cut it into this half dragon man. And as you do so, parts of his scale begin to melt off as you do so. Son of a bitch. Damn turtle. You All right. shall know justice yourself. <laughs> All right, cool. So that is now uh, Yalara's turn, unless Yalara makes a movement anywhere. Um, but if you do move away, he will get an attack of opportunity. So keep that in mind. Sam, are you, oh, you're next. Okay, I'm going to move here. Okay. And then I'm going to say, damn tall dragon, I'll bring you to your knees and you will be my size. <laughs> and I'm All right. going to do one of the, no, shit. Can I move instead of there? Can I move here? Oops. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So since I uh, have somebody next to me, within five feet, I get an advantage, right? Yes. Okay. So come on. didn't even need that advantage i'll take it all right so go ahead and roll your damage and then do sneak attack your sneak attack is is double damage too gotta roll a nat 20 on that too yeah yeah. (laughs) there you go it already knew all right so you did 14 normal piercing damage plus eight sneak attack damage 22 22 holy shit that's a lot, bro. Nice. So you, you quickly make your way towards your allies with your rapier, and you see, uh, even though Sam is smaller than this now dragon-like man uh, by one category size, Sam is no, is no joke. He takes this to the dragon quickly, and you are able to pierce through the dragon's scales, and he begins to bleed from his mouth. <laughs> Not bad, Goliath. Not bad. However, I am Rashi, the tracker of death. I shall not die so easily. All right. Uh, Sam, are you doing anything else before we move to Kai? Mm. Or is there anything else you can do, I guess, I would say? I don't think there is anything else that I can do. All right. I was going to say, because you are a rogue, if you wanted to, you could use a bonus action to attack with a, like a dagger or something if you had it. Oh, so I do. I, you. I do have a dagger. Yes. Okay. Yes. And so, then, you, so technically you can dual wield because your rapier is a finesse weapon. Mm-hmm. So you can dual wield with a knife or dagger. So basically what I do is I say, shut up dragon. And I'm tired of hearing you're talking. 
All right. Nice. So you, you have advantage again because you are uh, basically next to Yular. And so you deal 11 points of damage with your, your dagger. It's a crit. It, holy shit. Stab him Dude, right you in. You crit him freaking three times. That's <laughs> nasty. That's for all my that's for all my stealth savings throws. Yeah, that's all those garbage rolls. <laughs> all right, so as you swing your your dagger to the side, you kind of twirl it in your hand as you unsheathe it, and Rashi does not notice you do it, and you stab him in the neck. He's not dead, but he begins to bleed from his neck. <laughs> oh, hey, Brian, I I forgot about uh, the curse I brought to him. Hexblade curse. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. yeah. You do uh, two bonus damage to him. Okay. Yeah, I'll add the two. I'll add the two. I forgot. I forgot myself. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> nice. Cool. All right. Nice. It is now Kai's turn. He's on the ropes, Kai. Yeah. Finish him. For one, Kai is going to have Luna move away. He's going he's gonna to just go over there. Okay. <laughs> there. <laughs> Uh, let's see. I guess Kai's just gonna go for the attack. All right. Let's see. Nice, know. nice, man. Everyone is uh doing pretty good. Oh well, you got the ten. Never mind. Uh, 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 Roll a D four. Like, yeah. I made my constitution uh, save. Bless is still alive. It's it's still not gonna hit, but I'll, I'll add it. It it makes me feel good. <laughs> I spent a whole first level spell slot for it. There you go. I know. I'm, I'm doing it. I'm doing it. You did 11. 11. Unfortunately, it. Right. Just, unfortunately, right. it does I'm gonna not use. Hit. I'm gonna use a bonus action. I'm gonna try <laughs> casting ensnaring strike. Oh. Okay. So uh, whoops. Casting that. So <laughs> uh, if, if it damages, it'll do six. So what? Go ahead and click on the spell so we see what that does. Oh. On your spell page. I forget what that does. All right. All right. So ensnaring strike. So the next time you hit a creature with a weapon attack before the spell ends, a wreathing mass of thorny vines appear at the point of impact mm-hmm. from the target. Must see. Okay. Okay. So it's, it'll mean, basically I mean, be on his next attack. Turn. Yes. Yeah. The I next need attack. To turn. Roll to see if it actually hit. So I'll just do ours. Well, you, yeah. You'll you'll have to actually hit him for this to go off. So you have to wait till your next attack. Yep. Yeah. Since you shot your I don't, I don't even know if it hit. Does it oh yeah, it's a DC save. So he has to save, don't he? No, no. Yeah. What what happens, what happens is you have to first hit him with a normal attack. Now that you've casted it, oh, it you okay. have to so basically okay. you basically you like buffed your, your next attack. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Right. So so remember you can use Sorry. a bonus action before a normal action. So if you had done this before you tried to attack, it would have tried to go off. But yeah, so oh, your next attack. He was hoping I hit my next attack. Yes, exactly. And so you it, have a healing potion too. Don't yes. forget that guy. Yeah, he can't take it now because it was a bonus action. He used that already. Yeah. But yeah. All right. So uh, Kai, do you move your character anywhere? Go back to my tree. <laughs> there you go. All right. So with that, it is now Rashi's turn. Rashi, now in pain, looking at the the tallest individual here. Rashi quickly looks at Sam. You. You are the biggest threat then. Then it is you we I shall challenge. And he quickly looks at Sam. He takes his his katana and he quickly slashes at you with it. Sam, and he swings. I did 15. Does that hit you? 
Uh, my armor class is 15. So I'm going to pause you right there. I'm using my reaction at this point to do okay. Sentinel. Creature within five feet or uh, makes an attack against a target other than you, and that target doesn't have this feat, you can use your reaction to make a melee attack against that attacking creature. Okay, go ahead and make an attack against him before, okay. he, before he hits Sam. All right. 23, hit. 23 hits. Nice. For 11 for All right. You take your halberd and Sam, as you see Rashi come with his katana with deadly precision before he even hits you, uh, Eckert interrupts Rashi with his halberd and slashes into Rashi's arm, almost cutting it off. It's the arm that's holding the katana, but he just chuckles. <laughs> Not yet. And even though he's really hurt, he continues with his attack and he's able to still hit you. Because I rolled okay. a 15. So you will be taking, uh, let's see here, uh, Our boys 11, 11 points of damage. So I'm going to do stone stone endurance. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah, stone endurance. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to roll a 1D. Here, I'll, I'll click here. Yep. Show you. As a reaction, nice. I'm going to roll a 1D12. Plus, okay, plus 2. So you'll reduce five. it by five. Nice. So it's like six hits of damage. Exactly. And nice. as he cuts you with the katana, he gets to attack multiple times. He has multi-attack. So he swings the katana again at you. And this is going to hit. I rolled a 13 plus whatever his strength is. Which is uh, good old multi-attack. And this one is going to deal uh, eight points of damage. So this one, you'll take the full eight. And I'd chuckle and say... That was nothing compared to what I did to you. <laughs> <laughs> so the six plus the eight damage, and then he just looks at you. <laughs> I'm not done. And he twirls his short sword. I have one too. And he swings the short sword at you, and I rolled a 17, so that will hit. Short yeah, talk your shit, though, Sam. Talk your shit. The short sword <laughs> deals All the way to uh, eight points of damage as well. Oofa. And you can see that Sam and Rashi, they're in this melee combat, swinging their blades at each other. And uh, at this point, the, the, the death dog continues to eat down at this adventure, and it slowly looks up at the party, and it looks over at Rashi, and it just stands there watching you growling. It does not attack. You don't know why. All right, Eckert, it is now your turn. Okay. Um, Eckert is going to go ahead and he is going to move five feet. Actually, how do I want to do this? Yeah, he's going to move here. Just a five foot step. And as he does, he's using the halberd. You kind of see him kind of shift his hands a little bit closer. And now he's just stabbing at him at this point. Okay. So uh, he is going to do uh, first off a bonus action. He's going to second win. This time he is going to heal uh, 1d10 plus 2. Eh, we'll take 4. It's something better than nothing. Yep. And as he does that, he'll make his halberd strike. And I don't think he's going to get him this time. No, mm -hmm. Nope, that's not going to hit, unfortunately. All right. Do you do anything else? He'll just say to him at this point, it's time for you to fall. All right. And it is now Eska's turn. She still has the Witch Bolt, so she's not going to make attack roll because Witch Bolt's on auto hit. Mm -hmm. She'll just do a, D, uh, a D12. 
Let me roll her. I think it's 2d12, right? You cast it. No, it's only for the initial damage. Oh, okay. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, She will deal eight points of lightning damage. So she yells out in anger, and as she does, a loud thunderous burst, and she strikes with her lightning bolt, and she moves the witch bolt into the arm that was half cut. And as she does so, you die today, Rashi. And his arm that's holding the katana that's half cut, it bursts from the lightning and his arm goes flying. And Rashi, he yells out in pain, not yet. I still live. I am the tracker of death. And uh, Eska yells out, Yalar, finish him. Finish him. (laughs) I am going to attack with... uh... The, the shadow sword again. All right, so roll your claw, and you get a plus two to this damage if you hit. Nice, that hits. So go ahead nice. and do eight psychic damage. Nice for five points of damage plus two, plus so two. seven. Seven. Psych- then also, I wanted to hang on a second. Uh, use my raffle smite. Bonus action? Oh, man. The next time you hit with a melee weapon attack during the spell's duration, your attack deals an extra 1d6 second. So that's for the next time you hit with a melee weapon. I should have done that first. Yeah, I'll let you do it. I'll let you do it. No, it's all right. Well, I was going to say, he's he's dead anyways. (laughs) Oh, is he? (laughs) You did. (laughs) Yeah. So how how does Yalar kill kill Rashi? Just to let you know, I'm Yalar. Bringer of justice. As he uh, comes up and takes the sword, basically stabbing him right through his chest and just kind of just stares at him up at his eyes. All right. So as you stab Rashi in the chest, as you do so, this powerful burst of energy just begins to flow out of his body. And as it does so, his body begins to shift down into a medium-sized creature. And as it does so, the draconic-looking look about him begins to shift back to his human form. And what you see now standing before you is just a regular-looking human from a shy who drops down to his back and knees, and his skin begins to crinkle and basically crumble. And he's... As he's yelling, you can see the energy just burst from him and as he tries to hold it in. No, no, the power of the Omnikami is mine. Ah! And as he yells out, soon enough, he lies there dead. And that death dog that stares at you all, it slowly vanishes. Um, but as it vanishes, it doesn't vanish in a way that it looks like it dies. It looks like it's more of like a retreating vanish. It turns into like this shadowy figure and it just disappears. And as that happens, uh, Eska, she is uh, looking at the rest of you and she kind of just pants a bit because you all just took a beating. <laughs> yeah. And uh, she's only a flesh wound. She looks around at everyone. Is everyone okay? Can I uh, oh. can I pick or can I search the man's I, pockets? Yeah, I've been better. Uh, much. I'm gonna do my channel divinity to uh, preserve life. So anybody who's below half health, so Kai and Sam, mm-hmm. uh, what are your current health totals? Uh, twenty one. Well, no, 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 not 13. 13? 
13 of how much? 35. 13 of 35. So can take you up to, so he'll give you four hit points, Kai. I'm at eight of 32. God. Uh, so he'll give you four and then he'll give two to Luna. Um, he just kind of expels this like kind of comforting, warm light kind of emits from him and you all are healed slightly with his channel divinity. Um, and then at that point, he just kind of stabs his halberd in the ground near the the, the now kicked over uh, campfire. Oh, that's a lot of work for an old man. Uh, Yalar, <laughs> next time, don't blow them up on me. I don't need their viscera. So, Sam, uh, uh, I want Sam to, like, maybe search his pockets and see if I find any notes, money, any kind of things that are worth looting from. All right, um, dragon guy okay so as you search rashid's body you don't find anything too much of a value he does have about 10 gold in his pocket there is a note in one of his pockets as well but other than that that's about it so i want to take the note and give it to eska okay and then basically like throw a couple the the 10 coins just basically throw them in the fire okay so eska takes the note and she just nods towards you from Rashi, is it? Yes, I found it in his uh, pocket. She quickly takes the note and begins to look into it. And she reads, and she, she doesn't read it out loud, but she just folds it back up and puts it in one of her pockets. I see. They are on to me. After tonight, we must make sure that we do not trust any others like we did tonight. Do we understand this? This is what I mean. These are the soldiers of Koldar. He, Rashi, is just a common warrior from Koldar. This is not something to be trifled with. As you saw yourself, he spoke of the Omnikami's powers. Koldar is not a nation with any values. They have, been, they have forsaken the Omnikami, and they will do anything to rule over all of Ashai. You have seen the powers that one from Koldar can, can hold, that death dog that was with him. It did not die when he died. It retreated. It is going to warn any other Koldarians of our location. We have to be careful from now on. Let them come. We will bring them to the knees like they, we did the Dragonborn. Uh, so as you're talking, uh, Kai, you wrote a nat 20 to investigate the adventurers. Uh, when you search their camp, again... They were just common adventurers. It seems like Rashi was able to convince them that he would give them plenty of money in order to basically uh, get Eska and whatever she's holding. You find a couple of gold coins scattered in their in their camp and a bunch of food and drinks, but it's about Ooh. 20 gold coins that you find. So I should have asked, the, the money that I found on the guy that I threw in the fire, was that coins from our country or his country? Coins from your country, Tierster. Damn it, I threw them in the fire. I thought they were coins from his country. <laughs> no, 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 no. T- gold gold coins. Oh, okay. Well, that sucks. Cool. So I, I found I'm sure we food. can put them out. That'll help us in our travels. And you find plenty of food from the camp and 20 gold coins. Keep in mind, Eckhart did knock out one of these guys. Yes. So you see Eckhart at this point is taking out some of his hemp and rope. And he cuts uh, a portion of it off 
and he's kind of putting him into a uh, hog tie and he kind of drags him over to where that backpack is. Okay. Slumps him next to it, takes out a piece of parchment and writes on it. I have not fulfilled my rights of the adventurers guild. I should be arrested. And I stick it to him at that point with a small pin. Damn. Okay. When you wake out that we're in the woods, he might not last long tied like that. (laughs) Yeah, well, he'll figure it out, won't he? All right. Uh, And with that, the party, you're either able to stay camp here for the rest of the night to rest, or you can move forward and rest elsewhere. And with that, we'll go ahead and end this episode of Taverns and Caverns Side Stories. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in to Taverns and Caverns. Before we go, you can follow me on Twitter at HaphazardDM. Yeah, uh, my name is Jake Life. You can find me on Twitter at JK Life. You can also find me on Instagram at the same. Yeah, I'm Rod, also Rodimus. I mean, I guess I'll go ahead and plug my uh, social media. Maybe uh, might encourage me to actually use it more. You can follow me on Instagram at uh, Rodimus83 and on Twitter at Rodimus7901. And I'm Patrick. Thank you, Hap, again for having us and inviting us to this. And you can find me on Twitch at Casper, spelled with a K, uh, the Wicked, W-I-K-I-D. And you can also find me on Twitter and the same thing. I'm Mark. Thank you, Hap, for letting me experience my first time on D&D. I actually quite enjoyed myself, even though I was quiet for the most part. (laughs) uh, I have nothing to plug in social media-wise. All right, cool. Well, no problem. That's okay. But those are all of our players. You can find them all at the Twitter or Instagram handles that they've mentioned. And again, you can find Taverns and Caverns at tavernscaverns.com or tavernscaverns on Twitter. Thank you so much, everyone. And you all have a wonderful day or night.